Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Apples and Genos Fantasy Hockey Podcast. My name is Nate Groot Nibblink, and I will be your host. But I've also got my guy Josh in here. Josh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right, man. I'm I'm happy Tavares uh, kicked that that goalless streak. Um, I hope you sent your trade offers in for him, uh, like I suggested that you should, um, because mm-hmm. that window is probably closed. Um, his value is starting to to shoot back up again. He looked fantastic tonight. Um, I also was I mentioned to Nate off mic there that after we had stopped recording, no one's going to believe me here. <laughs> I said to John, and he he could be my witness that uh, that second line should uh, Keith should be putting Robertson on the left wing, and then then that'll inject the energy they need. And uh, I would have been extra right if I had been if I had said that on mic, but. Uh, uh yeah happy to be here yeah i don't know if we can if we can uh take your word on that i don't know how much we can (laughs) trust binksy and hutch here with the midweek pod but uh anyways today we're getting back on the 10 trend series if you don't remember or you missed the last one essentially what we're doing here we're taking a look at some player statistical trends some team statistical trends and we're just going to try to tell you what those trends can mean for fantasy before we get started on that, I am going to remind you, check the show description, click the link, join the free Apples and Genos Discord community. Over 300 fantasy hockey managers in there. We're all giving each other advice and debating trends like these ones that we're going to talk about here today every single day. Josh and myself are in there all the time. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. First one that I have here is the Seattle Kraken have generated... 6.98 scoring chances for per 60 minutes on the power play over the last two weeks. Now, that number in and of itself may not mean a lot to you, uh, but for reference, the league's worst power play on the season in scoring chances for per 60 is Arizona, as you might expect, uh, but they have registered a 36.17 scoring chances for per 60 number on the season. So you can compare that uh, however you want to 6.98, but uh, it doesn't compare favorably. Uh, suffice it to say the Kraken are struggling to get shots on goal when they have the power play right now. Um, there are some reasons you can point to here. You've got Jared McCann and Jaden Schwartz who are out right now. Both would um, generally be on at least one of, if not the top power play unit uh, for the Kraken. Uh, but really, I think it's just hard to hold on to anybody on Seattle right now, uh, except for maybe some of these guys who bang a lot if you're looking for um, hits or block streams. You've got your Jeremy Lauzons, you got your Jamie Alexiaks, Adam Larsons, guys like those. Uh, Hutch, what do you think? Is there any hope for Jordan Eberle or anybody else on the Kraken? It's hard to imagine um, having a number that low. Like, what are they doing on the power play like are they just not getting any zone time i haven't watched the kraken lately so i don't know um but i'd, I'd like some more context to that stat because that that is that's mind-boggling um i have uh in the kraken games i have watched it seems like their power play they kind of just pass the puck around and don't really know it's a, it, it's kind of like a you take it you take it you take it situation <laughs> and no one no one actually shoots the puck except for mccann so i imagine with him being out uh that's that's a big part of the problem. So um, it, it looks like he's back. He was back tonight and Schwartz was back tonight as well. Um, they did still didn't fare very well, but uh, um, I think I would, I'd probably still be holding on to McCann if you haven't dropped him already. Cause he, he has been fantastic and leading up to the injury. Um, he 
was really hot. So, um, but other than that, uh, I'm not really touching anyone on the Kraken. Yeah, I I mean, I'd like to say that there are better days ahead. You know, McCann and Schwartz have been working back. It sounds like they are not that far off. Um, so obviously you get uh, two of probably your top three offensive players. I would throw Jordan Everly in that mix as well. Uh, obviously, anytime you get two of your top three offensive players back, then you would expect something positive to happen. Um but yeah, it's it's really tough going. Uh, Mark Giordano, uh, a lot of people will be rostering Mark Giordano, and it's pretty tough to hang on to him as well. Um, yeah, it's it's a tough look for pretty much everyone uh, in Seattle right now. On the flip side, for the second trend, we have the Ottawa Senators, who have the league's best scoring chances four per sixty on the power play over the last two weeks. Uh, now. Just so everybody's aware, I took this data before uh, Saturday's games, so it doesn't include that wild game that went on <laughs> earlier uh, today as we're recording this here on Saturday night. Um, but still, the Senators being up there in this statistic kind of shocked me, uh, so I wanted to bring it up. You've got Josh Norris coming back in the fold. Shabbat was out for a little bit. He's back. I think there are better days ahead here, even with Drake Batherson still out for some time. Uh, Brady Tuchuk has turned things on a bit, at least in terms of his uh, his underlying stats. And uh, Timmy Stutzla is there as well, and he's been doing some things. So uh, I've got some hope for some Senators options, uh, at least as streamers, uh, going into the final part of the regular se- fantasy regular season here. Yeah, um, I, that's a surprising stat to me as well, uh, especially since Josh Norris has only been back uh, this was just his second game back today. He did score on the power play for, um, so uh, I guess they are continuing to have success. Uh, but uh, oh, the 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 other player I wanted to touch on was Colin White. He's he's back. I didn't realize this, uh, but when I was taking a look at their power play, uh, he's been playing on PP one. Um, he has a couple points since he's been back, uh, and lots of shots. He's uh, racked up nine shots in his first two games back. So um, he'd be a guy to keep an eye on uh, for a streaming option, maybe. Um, he's playing on the third line, uh, and he's pretty much solidified as their third line center. Um, and uh, I'm playing on the top power play, at least until Batherson gets back, which it sounds like it'll still be a little bit. So um, he's only 1% rostered, too. So he's available pretty much anywhere. Um but uh, yeah, Ottawa. I don't. I don't really see them having too much success. Uh, I mean, maybe on the power play. But uh, Matt Murray looked pretty brutal today. <laughs> uh, I thought maybe he was turning a corner, but uh, he allowed eight goals against Arizona, and that's that's a tough look. Um, but although Schmaltz and, and Keller have been have been pretty killer lately, so um, I, I the, their goaltending still an issue there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thankfully uh, the goaltenders don't get to touch the puck on the power play, so hopefully <laughs> yeah. they can uh, they can maintain at least a, a portion of this uh, success that they're having, at least in the underlying stats there. All right, the third trend I want to touch on are some other that power play teams that have been surprisingly good of late. Uh, you've got the Islanders, uh, New Jersey Devils, and Detroit. Now these are not power play teams that have been surprisingly good in terms of actual conversion. Uh, The Islanders have only shot 4% on the power play in the last two weeks. 
Um, so you probably wouldn't see them see their actual goals on the power play and think that they've been doing terrific, uh, but they are generating a lot of chances, which is what I look for as a harbinger of goals to come. Um, obviously the Devils, I think a lot of people have been talking about them this week. They had a big uh, streamer schedule this week, so a lot of people were tuned into what they were doing, and they had a big week in terms of production. And then Detroit as well. Um, three teams that I wouldn't have really expected to see uh, putting up lots of scoring chances on the power play, but uh, here we are. And so for me, I'm looking especially at uh, at the Islanders. I'm looking at Noah Dobson and Brock Nelson in particular as big targets. Uh, the Islanders, if you don't know, uh, going over the last, uh, depending on when your playoffs start, but basically next starting next week, uh, from, which it would be week 20 if you're playing on Yahoo, uh, from week 20 through week 23, so week 20, week 21, week 22, week 23, the Islanders play four games every single week uh, for the rest of the probably your regular season. So there's really um, they're really going to have tons of games to put up points for you. Nelson is just 18% rostered, um, so he's a big target. Uh, he's put up more goals than Matthew Barzal. He's honestly, I, I was really shocked when I saw that number looking him up earlier today. Uh, Noah Dobson, people are finally coming around on. Uh, he's up over 50% now, uh, but he's someone I've been telling you to go get basically since October. So a uh, big fan of Dobson here. Over on the Devils, you've got all the usual suspects, you know, Bratt and Hughes. Um, and I kind of want to talk a little bit about uh, the Dougie Hamilton versus Damon Severson situation. Severson has maintained his spot on power play one, which has been a bit surprising. Uh, you would have kind of thought that uh, Dougie Hamilton, just given the contract that he signed and how he was used earlier in the season, as soon as he came back, that he'd be right back onto that top power play. Uh, but Severson has maintained that role um, with Hamilton back in the fold. Um Hutch, do you really see that continuing, or should we expect um, Hamilton to take back over that role uh, for the last little bit of the season here? I don't know. I, I I personally would would put Hamilton back on PP one. He had a lot of he had a bit of success earlier in the year, but um, uh, while you're looking at the at their ridiculously high shooting percentage on the power play, I think um, they're probably going to ride the hot hand for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they if they start going cold, I think you'll quickly see Hamilton back on that on that top power play again. Um, I'm I'm also a big Dobson guy. Um, I have been since the start of the year. I think we're going to touch on him again a little bit later. But uh, another guy from the Islanders that I think um, you, you could maybe look at is Kyle Palmieri. He's all of a sudden figured out how to score again. So mm-hmm. um, he. Uh, is starting to become a bit more of a viable option, and he's uh, he's less than ten percent rostered right now too because he was just god awful for the first half of the year. So, um, but he seems to be turning the corner. He's kind of a perennial twenty five thirty goal scorer, and he's he's scoring at that pace again. So, definitely a guy to consider. He's on PP two, um, but uh, I I I would imagine that they, they they'll probably be mixing the forwards around a little bit there um just to just to try and uh, uh try and increase the offense because they don't score a lot of goals yeah yeah i i don't mind that call at all uh paul mary's been scoring and 
as much as I like to look at the underlying statistics and try to predict goals from those, I've also noticed that sometimes the goals precede the underlying statistics as a player scores and they get more confident and they start ripping it a bit more and they're not uh, gripping the stick too tight anymore. Um, so sometimes you kind of have the reverse of what you would expect happening mm-hmm. in terms of the, the advanced stats. Uh, and then the other team that I touched on here is Detroit. Uh, Raymond has heated back up in a big way. Uh, if you've heard me talk in the past, I've I've been a little bit off Raymond. I thought maybe he was hitting, hitting the rookie wall, so to speak. Um, he did go through a pretty extended uh, dry spell uh, with just a bunch of assists and uh, not really scoring, but he's heating back up now. He's had a few really good games of late, uh, especially in the past week here. Uh, firing pucks on net, scoring big goals. Um, so Detroit, um, I'm interested in what they're doing. Um, Jakob Vrana uh, coming back could be an interesting target if he's on your on your waiver wire since he's been injured since pretty much the start of the season. Um, anybody else on Detroit that you're interested in, Hutch? Uh, not probably not. That's available. I think Lucas Raymond. Uh, I I. I roster him in a couple of different leagues still, uh, even though I think I've I've talked about how I'm teetering. I'd been teetering on dropping him for a while, but I, I'm glad I held on because he is heating back up again, thankfully. Um, but yeah, other than other than those guys, I guess yeah, keep an eye out for the injury report on Verona. I the last I'd seen, um, there was still no timetable, so I'm not confident that he'll be back imminently. But uh, it could be before the end of the year. Um, he'd be a nice pickup. Uh, before the playoffs um so yeah maybe jacob verona as well all right and the fourth trend here the dallas stars have the best 5v5 scoring chances for percentage over the last two weeks um this is a metric that you could use to say they're the best team uh over the last two weeks at even strength uh really it's due to uh all the secondary guys here the top line there, Robertson, Heinz, and Pavelski has just been absolute dynamite from the almost from get-go, uh, at least since November. Um, but really what's taken them to the next level on this last little stretch has been uh, the second line, uh, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, Denis Gurionov, and then also Alexander Radulov, back from the dead, um, has been putting up some decent underlying stats in limited minutes. Um, so... Those are kind of the four guys I I noticed were driving up this scoring chances for percentage. Um, Really what that means to me is that Jake Ottinger, who you probably picked up as a zero G option somewhere through this, through this season, uh, he could be a potential stud rest of season. If the stars can maintain this, Um, he went through a recent stretch where he started seven straight games um, before Holtby took a game again. Uh, I think that the stars are probably going to ride him pretty heavily from here on out because he's been fantastic. Like he, I literally have to go back nine games before I can find uh, one on his game log where he's under a 900 save percentage and he still won that game. Um, so he's been fantastic. Um, I like grabbing goalies who get hot late in the season and riding them out through my fantasy playoffs. Uh, it's done me very well in the past. Last year, Mike Smith, Jack Campbell, to name a few. Um, so Ottinger is a guy that I'm really interested in for the rest of the season. Uh, Hutch, anybody else on the Stars that you're interested in? Uh, I like all of those guys you mentioned. The Stars are, uh, that's a team I would not want to be facing in the playoffs. 
they had a tough start to the year, but they're looking a lot like uh, the team that went to the finals a few years ago. Um, that again, you mentioned the top line is, has been unbelievable this year. Um, and I, I like Dennis Gurionov. I, I, that's a guy that's very available. Um, that mm-hmm. is definitely a great streaming option. I think Ben and Ben and Sagan are, are rostered in a, in a lot of leagues and yeah, I guess Radulov as well, um, is also very available. So those two guys, very attainable. Um, and, uh, I would be, I would be taking a chance cause Dallas is red hot. Yeah, Gurianov available in ninety percent of Yahoo leagues currently. Yeah. So definitely worth worth checking out, at least as long as that line is so hot. All right, trend number five we're gonna look at here. The Vegas Golden Knights rank third in the league in five v five scoring chances for per sixty over the last two weeks. Uh we've got Jack Eichel heating up. Looks like he's finally starting to get comfortable playing hockey again after his long hiatus. Um you got three defensemen who are really putting in work uh, in terms of this stat for the Knights. You've got Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo, and Nicholas Hag, uh, all pump in shots and scoring chances on goal. And then you've got uh, uh, a kind of a trio of secondary guys, Riley Smith, Jonathan Marcheseau, and Nicholas Roy. Roy? I'm not sure if he's French. I don't uh, know either. <laughs> but, uh, all, all three of those guys um, putting up a lot of good work um from lower down the lineup um so anybody here uh Hutch, that you're interested in yeah i'm i maybe not for the playoffs uh in weeks 23 to 25 because they have one of the worst schedules um but uh, i'm surprised that they're doing so well um considering they're still having injury trouble with top end talent patcheretti's out stone is out for our for i mean some would say questionable reasons <laughs> as far <laughs> yeah. as like harvesting salary, but um, th- that's uh, um, it hasn't really manifested in wins though. They haven't, they still haven't been winning so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like they're playing well. Um, I don't have, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't love streaming streaming gold knights i i don't feel like there's a lot of gold knight options i i'm not one that really gravitates towards them uh, alec martinez was a guy when he was healthy that that i like to jump on but he's still for whatever reason not not playing so um i don't really know what's going on there but maybe keep an eye out for him if he gets healthy again he's a block machine so um but other than that uh i'm i'm still I'm still wary of Golden Knights. Although Dodonov and uh, um, who else is playing with Eichel? Chandler Stevenson. Um, they're uh, right usually now it's actually they switched that up. So now it's it's Roy or Roy. Okay. One he is. Okay. Yeah. So maybe him. Moved up there. Maybe yeah. him then. I, I guess anyone that's playing with Eichel right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe give them a shot. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Riley Smith is one that I've liked in the past. Uh, I think he's thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. He's playing well lately too. Yeah, he's been playing very well, so I'm interested in him as well. Um, getting in on that top power play there as well. Yeah, Vegas actually has a pretty interesting schedule uh, for the rest of the season. They 
play four games next week, three games week 21, four games week 22. Ooh. Uh, and then going into week 23, uh, check your playoffs. You may start week 23 or week 24. Um, but then they go three, two, three, and then six in the extended week 26, uh, which encompasses a couple of weeks, which is pretty bad for that playoff stretch. So they're quite good. Uh, for the next three weeks, and then they're quite bad <laughs> for the actual playoffs. So if you're scrapping to uh, find that last playoff spot to just get into the playoffs and figure it out from there, then definitely uh, Vegas Golden Knights could be some players that you're interested in acquiring. Definitely. All right, let's get into some player trends here. Uh, number six is Sam Bennett has averaged just 15 minutes and 47 seconds of ice time over the last 10 games, and he's been bumped off the top power play unit, but he still ranks fourth in shots per 60 and second in individual scoring chances for per 60. So Sam Reinhardt has taken over his role on the top power play unit, and uh, Reinhardt is actually playing fantastically well himself, 10th in individual scoring chances, 4 per 60 during the same stretch of 10 games. Um, but Bennett is still attached to Huberdeau at even strength. I believe I saw uh, Bennett actually got a couple points today uh, after I took these statistics. So um, I'm not actively looking to move on from Bennett. I'm not too worried about the ice time dip. Um, it kind of sucks. Like, obviously, you want him to be on the top power play unit. You want him to be playing 20 minutes a night, ideally. But uh, uh, it seems like he can he can provide just fine in 16 minutes or less. Uh, you got anything more to go on with uh, Bennett here, Hutch? Yeah, I'm not concerned. I'm su- I am surprised that they've taken him off the top unit. But I guess if Reinhardt's playing that well, you, you can't really go wrong with any combination with Florida. It's it's uh, it's so weird. They have these these fringe like misfit players like Mason Marchment and Carter Verhage and and all these guys that are just slotting in and and scoring bundles of points here and there too. So um, it's it seems like everything just continues to go right for this team. So it doesn't really matter what combination. But you're right. I, I I'm not concerned about about Bennett's production. Um, and I mean he he hits he's a monster with hits as well so mm-hmm. um so in bangers cats leagues um i'd definitely be be hanging on to him and not not uh not sweating too much definitely all right trend number seven we've got vladimir tarasenko and jeff skinner both ranking top 15 in individual scoring chances for per 60 over their last 10 games and I wanted to bring these two up in particular because they're very interesting players to roster if you've got a playoff spot on lock. Um, so if your playoffs are weeks 23 to 25, uh, which is pretty common, I do see 24 to 26 as well. But if they're 23 to 25, you've got Buffalo who play 12 games, so four games a week with six off nights, and St. Louis 12 games with seven off nights, which are the two best schedules for any team uh, during those weeks 23 to 25. Uh, other top targets that you could look at from uh, Buffalo and St. Louis, Jordan Cairo, Tage Thompson. Um, but I'm really, really interested in Tarasenko and Skinner. Um, I think those are the top targets right now. Um, Skinner, I think you can still get uh, uh, pretty cheaply uh, if he is even rostered in your league. 
Um, he's been on an absolute tear of late. He's still only 24% rostered in Yahoo, which is unbelievable to me. He's been like, he's got 41 points on the season. Uh, I don't know what we're doing here. Um, but if Skinner is available on your wire, you should definitely look to pick him up. If you're looking to strengthen your playoff roster, um, if he's rostered, then you can probably you can probably find a deal uh, for one of your lower end uh, forwards where you can make a swap for Skinner. So um, definitely a player I'm targeting across all my leagues. Uh, which ones uh, of these guys or any other from Buffalo or St. Louis? Which ones do you think are the best to look to trade for? Yeah, I, as far as uh, value relative to cost, I think Skinner is probably. Um probably as good as you're going to get. I was comparing their stats because I've been trying to evaluate um, different trade options to try and improve my uh, my schedule for the playoffs. Um, and Skinner's points are very similar to Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson um, mm-hmm. has been has been kind of a fantasy darling, like, like a big surprise this year. Um, their point totals are very similar. So in a points league, um, I... I you can't really go wrong with Skinner. Um, I don't know if there's like a stigma because his contract is huge and he's been such a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. And now all of a sudden he's, he's playing well again. Um, but don't, don't let that deter you. Like he's, uh, he's been awesome, especially lately. Um, I think uh, I actually just, just acquired him in a trade in a deep league uh, to try and improve uh, my schedule for the playoffs there. Uh, in a points league. I also like uh, David Perron and Braden Shen. Um, also not, uh, they're like 60 to 70% rostered. Um, they're not like the premium offensive players on, on the St. Louis blues. Like their top nine is almost interchangeable, but I'd almost tier them a little bit where like Tarasenko and Kairou are probably their top tier um, probably your top targets, but they would cost the most. Um, but then right underneath, I'd, I'd take a look at David Perron. David Perron hasn't really been talked about this year because he's been hurt quite a bit. Um, but he's a guy that um, he was over a point per game last year. Um, he's played pretty well, um, especially lately. Um, he hits as well. Uh, and Braden Shen, very similar. Uh, he's He's been red hot. Um, he's a guy that I would definitely look at. Perron's playing on the top line, top power play. Braden Shen's on the top power play as well. Um, but those are guys that I, I don't think would be too difficult to get. I actually just picked Perron up off of waivers in one of my leagues. So um, I, th- those are those are guys I'd be targeting um, if you don't want to pay a premium um, to, to improve your schedule. Yep. Yeah, I like the Perron pick. He's actually heated up quite a bit. Um, 41st in the league in individual scoring chances four per 60 over the last uh, 10 games. So definitely um, he's on the upswing again. Um, hopefully, <laughs> you know, knock on wood, cross your fingers, whatever you have to do that he doesn't get injured again. But yeah, he's, um, he's actually didn't play today. Like I picked him up for the back-to-back this weekend and he, he has like the flu or something. So, <laughs> <There you laughs> so that's, that's a huge bummer, but um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, definitely, definitely interested in those guys. Um, definitely, you need to be looking ahead at your playoff schedules. If you're in a playoff spot, if you got one on lock, then you need to be looking at uh, which teams can give you the edge in terms of playoff schedule and be rostering those players uh, by trade or by waiver wire pickup. Trend number eight 
Brendan Gallagher's back, and he's back in a big way. Um, I saw actually he scored a goal today, uh, which Finally. was after I after I put this all together. But uh, good to see there. Uh, so in the last ten games prior to today's game, uh, fourteen fifty nine average time on ice, but fourth in the league in individual scoring chances for per sixty, thirteenth in shots per sixty. Um, so obviously huge numbers there. Uh, the big knock is Montreal doesn't really have a 2C right now. Uh, you've got Suzuki and then uh, centering Gallagher and Mike Hoffman. You've got Laurent Delf- Delphin, um, which I'm pretty sure nobody knew who he was before this season except for maybe the diehard Canadians fans. <laughs> um, Gallagher isn't on the top power play currently, uh, but it's clearly not stopping his ability to generate chances. Um Really, what's the only thing that's kind of holding him back in my mind is Cole Caulfield uh, just being absolutely on fire as well. Um, so Caulfield looks like he's going to get a run on the top line, top power play, and the way he's playing, like I don't, I don't, I don't see Gallagher uh, unseating him there. Caulfield, they want to give him as much time um, as he can to like run this out and feel good and get set for next year when hopefully they're. Uh, not having quite such a dumpster fire of a season. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, I'm definitely interested in Brendan Gallagher. Uh, Montreal doesn't have a terrific schedule, I would say, for the rest of the season. You know, the next three weeks here, three games, three games, four games. It's not terrible. It's not terrific. Um, But he is uh, available in a fair number of leagues. So um, if he continues to do this and continues to actually find ways to get pucks in the back of the net, um, don't forget about Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, he's definitely become a relevant, uh, at least short-term stream in a deep league. Uh, He he actually had an assist as well tonight. Um, It looks like maybe on the empty netter, but um, nonetheless, that's that's great for him. Um, He hadn't scored before tonight since November 20th. So that's that's pretty pretty insane and it was a power play goal surprisingly so i don't know if they i don't know if they changed up the uh the deployment there because it didn't look like he was playing on either power play uh at least from daily face off that's not always the most accurate though um but yeah i don't i don't anticipate him moving up in the lineup unless there's injury um but yeah it looks like he's he's uh starting to pick it up again yeah it looks like he played power play two once again today okay um, but yeah, looks like he found some success there at least. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Trend number nine. It's not really a trend, but Noah Dobson is a legitimate star. Uh, this is a guy 46 point pace on the season right now. Over the last five games, he leads all defensemen in scoring chances for per 60, 15th in, uh, scoring chances for per 60 among all defensemen over the last 10, on the season, he's sixth amongst all defensemen in shots for 60, fourth in individual Corsi four per 60. That's behind only Dougie Hamilton, Roman Yossi, and Jacob Chikrin. Uh, we've talked about it already. The Islanders' great schedule rest of the regular season. Um, this is a guy that I'm really stoked about. This is a guy who's trending to be an absolute star. Um, gives you some bangers as well if you're in your bangers leagues. Um I'm really, really high on Noah Dobson, and I just want to pat myself on the back because I was in on him before a lot of people this year. So that's pretty much the main reason I wanted to bring him up here. That's fair. I was actually in on him early, too. At the start of the year, I I picked him up uh, in my Dynasty League. I inherited a a Dynasty team, um, and 
their defense needed an overhaul and Noah Dobson was was the first guy that I targeted and I'm glad that I did uh, I watched him a bit in the playoffs last year and I I thought that uh he seemed to he seemed to have some potential there and I mean definitely an opportunity on on PP1 with New York because there's really not a lot of offensive options on the on the blue line there um so uh i'm i'm excited for him i'm excited for me i'm excited for you too <laughs> um <laughs> but uh yeah no i'm a big big no adoption guy 14 points since last 18 games that's uh pretty awesome absolutely yeah he went through a few kind of um dry spells a lot of defensemen will do this um early in the season when he wasn't you know a fixture on the top power play unit and then he had a six game stretch uh pointless stretch uh, in the middle of January. But basically since then, that's about when he went on that big run that you're talking about, and he's been absolute dynamite ever since. Mm-hmm. And I, from all his advanced stats, this guy looks like a star. All right, Trent number 10, the last one here. Now this one's looking a little bit to the future, uh, maybe Dynasty or Deep Keeper Leagues, but Arthur Kaliev is a 30-goal scorer in the making. I tweeted this out uh, maybe a week ago now. I tweeted, Kaliev will score 30 goals in 2022-23. It's a bit of a hot take. Um, obviously, he would have to get some better deployment than he's seeing now, usually on the fourth line or third line uh, in LA this year. Um, he would need to definitely get 16-plus uh, minutes a night to really be a, a contender for 30 goals, but I don't honestly see a reason why you wouldn't want to try him there. Last 10 games, this guy ranks 12th in the league in shots per 60 and individual Corsi 4 per 60. On the season, he's 18th in shots per 60. Um, so obviously you can say you know he's doing that against lesser competition, but he's also doing that with um, lesser teammates. So uh, there's a little bit of give and take there. And I usually do- try not to discount uh, guys who do this down the lineup a little bit, as long as they're consistent in how they how they're putting these shots up. He leads all rookies in shots per sixty, individual Corsi four per sixty. Second only Michael Bunting in individual scoring chances four per sixty. Uh, I've talked about Kaliev once or twice before this year, but you're going to have to get used to it. Um, he's going to be like a Noah Dobson for me. He's going to be an off-season darling. I'm going to be talking about him. Uh, I'm going to be you're going to be hearing about him ad nauseum, and I'm going to be talking him up as a 30 goal scorer for next year. This is your new Oliver Wallstrom, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, even just 11 goals on the year, playing mostly on the fourth line. Um, with 12 minutes of ice time on average, that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. So, um, I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't have a whole lot to say. I, I haven't watched Cali have a whole lot. Um, but, the the numbers speak for themselves for the most part. Um, I, I'm trying to look at the lineup to see where, where he could move into, uh, but you got like Kempe and I follow on the top line. Although actually Anderson Dolan is on the top line right now. Um, yeah, they've flipped things around a little bit. Yeah, Victor Arvidsson is is a stud, but like I don't know, does it, does he have? Is he here for much longer? Is he is he uh, is his contract up at the end of the year? I feel like he's close. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't about know. That one, actually. I, I'm not sure, but uh, maybe 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 that's an option there. But uh, I. Um, yeah, no, I I hope I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
And yeah, just to go back on Wallstrom, uh, Wallstrom was a guy I was super high on, averaging less than 13 minutes, but 29th in the league in individual scoring chances for per 60. He's doing it again. He's just not getting the minutes. And there's absolutely no excuse in uh, in Long Island. That's the thing. Like, like yeah. I, I get it. I get it in the Kings lineup. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of Corsi monsters on that team. Um, right. But uh, the Islanders are fucking brutal, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they have no offense. Like I don't understand how you don't give Wallstrom a shot higher in the lineup, but I'm not and... Barry Trotz expert coach. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if he, uh, kick Trotz's dog at some point or what happened there but uh it definitely seems like Trotz kind of has it in for him at this point even on his own team his numbers just like completely dwarf everybody else including <laughs> Barzal uh it's just not even close I don't know why they don't want to score goals um but uh clearly that's not in the cards for the Islanders that's not what no- Lou wants for the team <laughs> yeah unless Noah Dobson uh, dragging them to it but they win games one nothing or Zero to negative one. <laughs> the good old hockey way. That's right. Good old uh, New Jersey the Devils early 2000s That's hockey. right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got for this episode. Hopefully it brought you some value. Helped you get a little bit better at fantasy hockey today. If you're interested in receiving even more content from Apples and Genos, including guaranteed answers to all of your fantasy hockey questions, as well as a weekly waiver wire article, you can check out the Apples and Genos Patreon, which will be linked in the show description. And also want to shout out the band there there for supplying the music for the podcast. Be sure to check out their Spotify as well, which is also in the show description. And that's it, folks. Much love. Good night. Mm-hmm.